Hey everyone, good day to you today. And we are in Proverbs chapter 20, looking at verse number 12. Here's what it says. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Now, this is an interesting verse to me. Um, why would Solomon just state the obvious? I, I don't know, but it does get you to thinking, I think. My brother likes to state the obvious. It gets on my nerves sometimes. Sometimes he says things like, you know, if the temperature drops and the moisture in the air increases, it's going to snow tonight. <laughs> I'm sure he does it on purpose and it's okay, really. Sometimes I kind of enjoy it, uh, that part of his sense of humor. But um, yeah, here Solomon's not joking. I look back over some verses in this chapter and I'm not really sure if he's specifically linking this to any of them, so uh, I just don't know. Let's just think about it as a standalone proverb, and I think there's many of them like that. Uh, the Lord made the hearing ear, and the Lord made the seeing eye, is, is what he's saying. And yes, first we see this great truth in a physical human being, don't we? God is creator. The Lord made the hearing ear and the seeing eye. And for most of us, that's very obvious. But it gets me to thinking also, and it begs the question, well, who made the blind eye and the deaf ear? Did God do that? Actually, the Bible does tell us, okay? And you may be acquainted with the story of Moses and, and how God told them to, to go to Egypt until pharaoh there to let his people go well moses was not a good speaker and as god was telling him this here's what moses said back to god beginning exodus 4 verse 10 but moses said to the lord oh my lord i am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant but i am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute, or deaf, or seen, or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall speak. Yeah, we don't ever have any good excuses, do we? God can do anything that he wants in our life for his glory. And it's true, God is sovereign to give us sight or create us as blind if he wishes. A famous uh, psalm writer, I can't think of her name. I think Fanny Crosby may have been her name. Let me pause and check that out real quick. Yes, I was thinking of Fanny Crosby, but she was not actually born blind but she became blind when she had an infection, I think, in her eyes, and a doctor treated her, and, um, and she lost her sight and was blind the rest of her life. But she said that she counted it as a great blessing from the Lord, uh, that she might look to Him more so than she ever had before. And if she had the chance to see again, she would not take it. <laughs> so, you know, God does things for His glory. We don't understand the wisdom of God 
in doing what he does. But he is sovereign, and he's the one who does this. And something interesting, I think, is that we see this same sovereignty of God spiritually, not only in the physical, but uh, when God makes us a new creation in Christ Jesus. He is the one who gives us eyes to see his glory. He opens our eyes. He makes us a new creation, actually. And 2 Corinthians 4, 6 for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, remember that was in creation, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And Jesus talks about both spiritual blindness and spiritual sight. In Matthew 13, beginning verse 13, here's what it says. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. This says, you will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. And then he says, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. So, in closing, it's true. As Solomon said, the Lord is the one that makes the seeing eye and, and the hearing ear alike. And in retrospect, maybe this does go along with the other verses we've seen so far in this chapter. So God gave us eyes and ears, and we're responsible to God for what we look at, right? And what we listen to, and how we use these amazing gifts God has given us. It, it applies to the ways of, of children in Proverbs 20, 11, the verse before this and to those who take advantage of others in the previous devotion. And, well, I just see the correlation now all the way back to verse number one. So, yes, it goes along with the chapter and that. Okay, I'm going to close with a passage from Ephesians chapter 1, which talks about how we might, even as believers, continue to have the eyes of our heart enlightened to see more of God's glory. And I hope you all have a great day in the Lord. God bless you. Here's what it says. Verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the, the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule, authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him 
who feels all in all.